Welcome to episode 16 of Head of a Codfish, a podcast about modern working families. I'm Hayley, your podcast host and producer. In today's episode, I want to take a bit of a deeper look at one of the things that I think is really key for working families, and that is workplace flexibility. There are several fronts where flexible work can make working parents' lives easier, On a day-to-day level, it can help parents work around school or preschool operating hours or work at a time of the day that fits in with their family responsibilities and allows for better productivity, allows for out-of-the-ordinary appointments or events to be taken care of without a major hassle and also just makes the dual responsibilities of work and family coexist more harmoniously. Stepping back and taking a broader view It can help parents of school-aged children work around the many, many weeks of school holidays, help parents to feel less overloaded with responsibilities, and allow parents to take a more active role in things like their children's sports teams or activities. More and more often, I am seeing workplaces offer flexible work arrangements, and increasingly in job adverts, I am seeing flexibility listed as an attribute of the workplace, and an option that will be available to the successful applicant. This is great to see, and to be very honest, the more I see this, the more chance I have of finding a job that I can give my best to. But what we don't want to fall into is the trap of seeing flexible work as doing less working less or achieving less. Overwhelmingly, when people talk about flexibility at work, it is their work being expressed as a number of hours at work. When we focus on that aspect, it encourages a correlation between number of hours worked and how good or valuable an employee is, where the more hours worked, the more valuable the employee Just think of the scenario of the last one to leave the office being praised by managers and the person leaving in time to do the school pickup being seen as slacking off or taking advantage. This metric, which is known as presenteeism, means that when an employee arranges their days and weeks so they can get to school pickup or go to children's appointments or events, they are seen as achieving less, being less committed and therefore less valuable to the workplace. To look at it in a different way, this metric means that employees who are seen as more valuable and more likely to advance are going to be those that are not towing the childcare line. And statistically we know that currently this is mostly men. But a different metric to assess value is how productive we are, what we are achieving in our work and how effective we are in the time that we are at work. Research is showing that employees, both men and women, that are at work less hours, have a greater sense of balance in their lives and a greater ability to look after all their life responsibilities. As a result, they are more content, more productive at work and easier to retain in the workplace. Some suggest that in reality, people working four days get more done than those working five days, that less hours leads to higher efficiency and productivity within those hours as opposed to long passages of time that are easily wasted We all need to challenge our perception of flexible work as working less and think of it more as a better fit for the same work. 
We need to view those working full-time hours but in a more flexible way as having the same value as those who work nine to five in the office. Instead of part-time work being seen as a less productive cop-out option, it is time to get acquainted with the idea of the power part-timer, a highly productive person who is sharply focused on their work, who gets in, gets the job done and gets out. It is the model of ultimate efficiency. We also need to challenge our perception of flexible work being only for women who have young children. When fathers negotiate work flexibility in their careers, everyone benefits their partners, their children, and of course themselves. Currently, there are barriers in both policy and culture that make that flexibility hard, and men are much more likely to have flexible work requests refused, so there is still a lot to achieve in this area. But other people who can benefit from flexible work arrangements are those that are looking after elderly parents, people who have sporting commitments and would like to work around training and events, and those who take up voluntary roles in areas such as country firefighting or first aid provision. All of these things can happen more easily and a person's value to the community can be broader than purely paid work when they can access flexible work arrangements. So when I talk about flexible work arrangements, what kind of things am I talking about? There are many options out there and chances are one of the options I'm going to talk about is something you haven't considered before. So here's a bit of a list. Part-time work. Probably what springs to mind straight away is part-time work, which can be either working less hours than the normal amount in your industry, which could be five, six or seven days, or working shorter hours on the days that you do work. This is a popular option for people with young children as it allows for a full day's work while children are at long daycare and other days of the week can be devoted entirely to the care of those children. Then when it comes time for those children to go to school, it may be a better fit to work shorter hours each day and work five days a week. I think an important thing to note about part-time work is that it is not limited to only one member of the family. It can be taken up by either parent or both. In episode three, Rachel talked about being in a family with two parents working part-time. So there's myself and my husband and we have three children. So all three are at school. So seven year old, eight year old and 11 year old. And my husband is at the ATO and I do part-time relief teaching or casual relief teaching and also studying social work. Yep so you are studying and working part-time so how many days are you working? Because I'm casual it varies from week to week around two to three days a week. Yeah okay yeah Okay, so with your husband, how much, what is his kind of workload? He works part-time, so he has one day off a week, which he kind of juggles. Uh, He sort of, yeah, got flexible arrangement with work that he, um, I think he uses some of his long service leave and part and flexi hours to try and, so that he can have that day each week. So, yeah, he's home on a Wednesday and Mm -hmm. otherwise he's at work. Compressed hours. Compressed hours is slightly different to part-time work in that instead of working a reduced number of hours and pay being adjusted to reflect those reduced hours, an employee working compressed hours will still have a full-time load, but those hours are compressed to make up a smaller part of the day. 
So, for example, someone might start earlier, take shorter breaks throughout the day and finish earlier, which may allow them to get to school pickup. This can either be done every day of the working week or applied to some days, while other days are a more standard 9-to-5 workday. Compressed weeks Another similar idea is compressed weeks, where someone may work longer hours on each of the days that they are at work, but work less days in the week. For example, they may work four days a week for 10 hours each day. Job sharing. Job sharing is where you have two employees who together complete the work of one full-time role. The working days can be divided evenly or with one person having more hours than the other and the two employees may or may not have some period of time overlapping. I think when in an office setting, the job share employees are likely to have some period of overlap, whether that be a whole day or a few hours. But in the education sector, there is less likely to be an overlap of teachers in the classroom. So job sharing is obviously quite dependent on the work dynamic of the two employees. But the advantage is that a full-time workload can be achieved with each person working the hours that suits them. Back in episode four, Elena talked about her experience with job sharing after the birth of her first child. When I went back to work, after having my first child, I did a little bit of work from home initially and then I did three days. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a job share arrangement. That's so right, I that do remember that. A, a different scenario. So how did you get into that job sharing situation? Like how did it, how was it proposed? How did yeah. it come up? Because that's something so, I'm not, I'm kind of familiar with the concept, but I don't yes. really have a lot of experience with it. Yeah, so the job share was actually something that I recommended to or suggested to my boss at the time when I found out I was pregnant. So it was a kind of a plan that you put yeah. in place for when you so got back? I had said from the outset that I only wanted to work part-time once I had had my baby and I was pretty certain that that was what I wanted to do so I just thought about various options that I thought could potentially work and I would look I was willing and and I'm very open to my boss saying no that's not going to work yeah um but I was fortunate that he said yep okay if you think you can make it work then we'll give it a go and that was sort of how that came about I then um, hired my replacement, so my maternity okay. leave yeah, sure. replacement. She worked Cover, full yeah. time while I was on maternity leave, and then she went. We were both doing three days a week with one crossover day, day. Yep. on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Sure. So that's how that came. About. That came about. Yeah, interesting. Working remotely. The availability of working remotely, or as it is sometimes known, working from home, can vary greatly from industry to industry. There are obviously some industries where this type of work is just not suitable. From my perspective, there's a couple different types of remote work. There is working remotely as an ongoing arrangement where all or some of your work time is completed remotely. The other way is to have the option to work from home as the need arises. For example, if you have a sick child or to be home to allow someone access to your home during work hours or for personal appointments during the day where commuting to and from work makes it time prohibitive. Victoria from episode eight talked about technology and working from home when the kids are sick. Um, I think having flexibility when we need it. So um, if we've got a sick child, 
um, my husband and I kind of take it in turns. Yep. Uh, so it's not just one or the other. Sometimes it's like, well, who's got appointments in yeah. the diary? Who's got consultants over or something? Or who's the closest? Like, he's a lot closer than yes, I am. Yes, he is, yeah. Um, but if he's stuck in something and he's like, I can't leave for an hour because of something, then sometimes it's quicker for me to go there. Yeah. Um, but it also depends on the issue. So if we really need to, my in-laws live sort of 15 minutes away from us, which is probably about 20 minutes from school. Yeah, okay. Um, so if we really need to, um, we can sometimes call them and they might be able to go and pick up the child, but it just depends on what the situation yeah, is. Yeah, um, what it is and, yeah, what they're up to. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> very much. But we like, you know, it's good to share that load and it, it depends on what you're picking them up for as well. Yeah. So Because sometimes I can work from home in that. Um, most of the time, generally, they're sick. They're often just lying down, not doing much. Yeah, so. well, that's the thing when they get older, isn't it? Kind of once they're school age yep. and they're sick. Yeah, they're quite happy to just lay, watch a movie, read a book, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's when you've the, the kind of like, yeah, baby one, two, yeah, three year olds that they're, they're attached to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't do it. Your ability to do something when they're homesick is yeah. a lot less. Yes, yeah. And I think a good thing with both of our jobs is we can both log into work and so okay. we can almost kind of, we can do work from home quite easily. Yeah. Um, so it's not not too difficult to sort of go through that. So my husband being in IT, he's got all those systems in place because he does a lot of work from home anyway. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, the technology all kind of um, assists with with that. Yeah. Flexible hours. So with flexible work hours, we have the ability to start and finish a workday earlier or later while still completing the required workload. In a workplace where you have flexible hours, you often have the concept of core hours. So on any given day, you could start earlier and finish earlier, but you would need to be on site within specific core hours. This could be 10am to 3pm, and generally any mandatory or required activities are held within those core hours, so everyone is in attendance. Again, this is a good option for working around school hours, and I can imagine it being really effective if you have two working parents able to access flexible hours so they can split the pickups and drop-offs. Victoria also talked about flexible hours and working around appointments for her special needs child. I take a bit of time for an appointment on, you know, fortnightly on a Tuesday, and, you know, I there's flexibility if I need it. So yeah. my team leader's really good like that. Like it's like if you need to start later one day and work back or, you yeah. know, switch things out, then that's fine. Shorter work hours. I have put shorter work hours in this list as a separate item to part-time work. Part-time hours would be where a workplace is operating for a full day and some employees choose to work less than the full-time workload. Shorter work hours is when all or some of a workplace is operational for a shorter part of the day. This isn't really a common option, but there are some workplaces who are beginning to experiment with either a five or six hour workday. It can be either arranged so that everyone is doing their five or six hours at the same time, so in the morning and then leave earlier, or that those five or six hours can be completed any time within a full workday. Purchase leave. Purchase leave is where an employee can purchase annual leave in addition to their standard leave allocation and their salary throughout the year is adjusted to account for that purchase. 
for example, you may get four weeks annual leave per year and then have the option to purchase an additional four weeks. Now, as you can imagine, this is a handy one for working around school when the amount of school holidays outweighs the amount of leave you have. So that is my rundown of the common types of flexible work. Obviously, each workplace is different, and when we look at individual workplaces, some options are more suitable than others. But I would put money on the fact that most workplaces could offer more of these than they currently do. And of course, the solution that is the most productive for an individual may be a combination of more than one of these options. For example, I used to work a day that ended in time to do school pickup, and it was a combination of part-time work and compressed hours, in that I was paid for less hours on that day, but I also had a shorter lunch break to maximise the amount of work that I could do. So that is my look into work flexibility. Let me know if there are any other options you think should be included. Now, if you would like to keep up with the Head of a Codfish podcast, you can either follow the Facebook page, which you can find at www.headofacodfish.com slash Facebook, or you can join the Facebook group, which is called Codfish Squad, and that can be found at www.headofacodfish.com slash Codfish Squad. Now, as you can imagine, I'm always on the lookout for more people to interview for this podcast. If you think you or someone you know has an interesting story to tell, please get in contact with me. You can send me a message via the Facebook page or even an email to headofacodfish at gmail.com. So come on, be a mate, dob yourself in, dob in a friend, dob in your partner. I'd love to talk to you all and find out what works in your family. So thanks for listening and I hope you have a flexible and productive week and you will hear from me again soon. Bye.